0: Cradleline Network My name is Conrad, I'm Fox. This is the 271st episode of Space Spinner 2000. Podcast Two Americans are to make sense of the UK's Zone galaxy's greatest comic, 2000 AD. One month of progs at a time. This episode we're covering 2000 AD for February and March 1993. Progs 824 to 827. This time we're clearing the decks for a big spring relaunch, so we've got yeah. just episodic dread stories. A brief return of Nemesis, as well as Bradley and Robo Hunter. Climaxes for Strontium Dogs and Flesh. More Kelly
1: cliffhangers. And some Future Shocks. God just all the things I don't want to deal with. It's all bad.
0: I can't stress that Fox has spent the last several days um, complaining to me with increasing severity about what's going on in these frogs. Everything
1: that we read here sucks. (laughs) God, it sucks. Mm, That's
0: fair. Movie. If you're telling telling detail if you want to read along with us from the comics we're covering today in Judge Dread the Complete Case Files eighteen and the dread magazine three eleven and three oh five and that is it. I feel so bad <laughs> for readers that started on these. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I mean this is why we're sort of seeing or maybe not exactly why, but you know, I mean two thousand AD is starting to be in trouble at this point. You know, we're sort of <laughs> on that say. road. In terms of like, not just like, not just like us in the future looking at things and being like, ooh, this isn't good, but like literal, like at this point they've made the uh, the transition away from Fleetway and stuff like that. Or no, oh yeah, not quite yet, but they're sort of about to transition away and like things are just going to be, it's going to be trouble right here in River City, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway... Hey Fox. Hey Conrad, how's it going? Oh, I'm doing okay. You know, but listen, I sort of want to get your opinion about how you think the rest of the prog is doing. Just like this dude oh, it God. thrill one
1: Judge Dredd. Yeah, he's doing okay. He's doing <laughs> Scriptura- what he can. Jesus. Yeah
0: trying to survive. Script by Garth Ennis. Art robots. Ron Smith, Greg Staples, Jeff Anderson, and John Howard. With an A. Two A's. Yeah. Lettering robot Tom frame. Ron Smith starts us out on art. His first time on Dread since 1991. And his return after finishing up uh, That Rogue Trooper Story in April
1: 1992. Mm-hmm.
0: A pimply kid in glasses with a clipboard knocks on the door of a big guy in a mesh shirt. <laughs> I, named- I, really,
1: I will say, uh, props to this guy for like, I mean, the man feels his body. You know what I mean? Listen, he's got that mesh shirt on like he's in a corporate Zoom meeting in the bathtub. You know, it's a
0: whole lifey <laughs> style, you know? It's beautiful. The kid's more, eco- yeah, more blah, blah, blah. He, he's doing an opinion poll. First, he asks the man how he'll react to him and then he pulls a gun. Okay. And after seeing how he reacts to that, Maury shoots him in the head. Thank you for your assistance. God. Dred gets the call, and investigates. Then Maury comes home to his cat and he pulls the cat on what he wants to eat. And I like that you can kind of see the cat
1: rolling his eyes as he does this. I mean, you know, it, I imagine it gets very—it's already very old—and this cat has to deal with it every day. Seriously,
0: as Dredd finds the body, Maury uh, checks his data and finds some interesting KPIs related to how uh, religious <laughs> mega citizens are. Yeah,
1: and decides to do some more God. in-depth investigation. Yeah, I know. Let's uh, <clears throat> let's get to this morons club. Definitely. Dre goes back on patrol,
0: but it's quickly called to the morons club where Maury, presumably no relation, is uh, gunning people down and demanding to know how this affects their religious persuasion as he does. So <laughs> there is some pretty gr- uh, graphic violence, I
1: think, as he's I, just
0: shooting these fools down. for I sure. I mean,
1: you know, there's a room full of dead bodies and he like shoots them. Yeah, it's yeah. getting there, buddy. This whole, this whole comic's gotten
0: pretty gruesome. Definitely. But then finally Dredd shows up and gets to shooting. Maury tries to pull Dredd's bullet choices, but then gets his arm blown off by yeah. a high X round, which was not on the uh, uh, in the panel, actually. No. Right and, in. I mean, yeah. It, it fucking completely severs his arm. It's pretty Right at the shoulder. Yeah. yeah. Soon the judges are tossing his uh, are uh, tossing his house. They find all the polls, and Dred gives Maury a few options when he gets out of the hospital, but ends up going with C, being locked in the psycho cubes and throwing away the key. Yeah, uh, hooray. <laughs> gonna
1: gonna do this polling, Fox. That's the key. See, they just kept the joke running through the whole thing. It was uh good for them.
0: Yeah, why not? Next up, Greg Staples is on art, and this I, I one love isn't this. for you. In, what I love the art in this, by the way,
1: it's a lot of <laughs> uh, teeth. Yeah,
0: totally, yeah. Well, I was going to say this one isn't for you and me because this whole story is heavily based on a caricature of UK dating game host uh, Chilla Black.
1: Okay, Chilla yeah, Black. I mean, Ch- yeah, I, I definitely didn't get it particularly, but hey, she's
0: <laughs> also a singer, actress, etc. They're, she's called Chiller Black, and if you look her up on like on the Google or whatever, you'll see some uh, some you know YouTube videos and stuff. But she's got uh, she's got some chompers on her for sure. Okay, and she sort of says Laura instead of Lada, is what I'm figuring things out. You know, whatever okay. Laura, Laura laughs that kind of stuff. Got it. Um anyway, she's a here, she's a robot that hosts the Blind, the Show Blind Mate in Mega City 1, another yeah. popular TV show. And this is one of a couple like dread plots that have been based around like, oh hey, we're doing a send-up of a TV show that's on British yeah. TV at this point, which kind of, I don't know, makes it seem a little bit like we might be low on dread ideas at this point, <laughs> <laughs> honestly um meanwhile dread is 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 uh arresting the buff-ass chipper Dole gang yeah he rips one of their noses off with two fingers which is pretty tough yeah it's pretty wild man he's like not being nice <laughs> no the sole survivor of the gang arnie escapes into the night and onto the sound stage of blind mate becoming one of the contestants Dread pursues the perps as the show runs its course. There's also like a suave player type and a right said Fred kind of dude.
1: Yeah, who just like sticks a microphone in his ear. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Ar- Arnie's in the process of actually winning the game because whatever, and that's when Dread busts in on the scene. Um, Arnie takes Chiller hostage, but Dread shoots him through her big hairdo, Ugh. and the day is saved. But when Chiller suggests that Dread come on her show, he arrests her. And sentences 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 her to a Laura 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 years.
1: Well, I okay, yeah, okay. It's I just some, it's, it's against some the law thing. to yeah to invite a judge onto a TV show. He's been I on TV. Yeah,
0: I don't think that would actually give get you a lot of years in the most cases. But she's a robot, so who even knows? You know. Oh yeah, that's right. Can you arrest a robot?
1: I think you just decommission him.
0: Nah, you got. You can have. I feel like you can have robot jail. <laughs> like it's more as a lesson to the other robots, you know, if anything else.
1: I mean, he, God, I, I just think the amount of robots he's destroyed over time is enough. Absolutely, you know, you, you'd think they'd know better, but no, they don't. They don't.
0: That's not in their programming, buddy. Got it. <laughs> Next up, a f- um. Next up, uh, Jeff Anderson takes over on Art as a female judge. Judge Reeves is under interrogation. One night, her door was kicked open, and she opened fire on the intruders, but they turned out to be a pair of SJS judges doing a surprise raid on her. And we've seen this happen to Dredd in the past. Like, you know, the uh, SJS judges can do crime swoops on judges and, you know, fuck them around, basically. Um, But, um... It, But, but like, the counterpoint is that, yeah, it doesn't seem smart to kind of sneak up on and attack judges. They're literal, like, killing <laughs> machines,
1: you know? I mean, they're dead now, so... Yeah,
0: like, case in point. Um, Reeves agrees with me about, about... or with both of us about this, because, like, she just kind of like, someone's breaking into my house. I'm just going to fire ten ricochet bullets into the room and let God sort it out, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and she says that if she knew it had been... Um, Had been um, SJS judges, she would have used high X rounds instead. Oh. Oh, yeah. Dread dismisses her, and he and SJS Judge Spiegel argue over what's to be done with her. Uh, Spiegel thinks she's up to something, basically just because she killed his man. But Dread disagrees, chalking it up to low morale. Because, you know, like, listen, we've had, like, two apocalypses very close together, you know? Like, it put anybody on edge. And the SJS doing this kind of cowboy stuff is also like causing a lot of inter interdepartment or interdivision tension between the different Justice Departments and stuff. Dredd also gets personal and says Spiegel's out of touch with the streets. Oh Ooh. shit. I feel and like that's, Spiegel, that's a damning statement. <laughs> that'll that that's like that's fighting words when you're a judge for sure. And Spiegel threatens to go to the chief judge after all Magruder used to be sjs but i think we all know that a modern post um long walk goatee magruder is a bit of a wild card in the in in these situations (laughs) you know and i will mention also that in the magazine we have seen her at least not always back the sjs's like evil schemes and stuff like that in a couple stories in there um, in the end, though, Magruder meets with Reeves and puts her on desk duty for a year. Um, Reeves complains about this to Hershey and learns oh, that man. actually, this like this was dread
1: doing compromise because Spiegel wanted her sent to Titan. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> then. The following hilarious hilarity. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, then because she gets a year soon, Spiegel bursts in on Dredd about all this, and Dredd just gets in Spiegel's face, literally lifting him off the ground by like his lapels or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, Spiegel wasn't even on the walls during Judgment Day, Fox. He's a coward. Yeah. sitting in control not fighting with everybody else he tosses speedle out of his office bodily and the other judges just act like they didn't see anything tensions are high among the judges for sure dred's just like come on boys let's hit the streets god
1: damn it's like right in front of other judges and they're like yeah man like what the fuck are we gonna do I I like this was cool and I like Dread being tough and you know the
0: whole like yeah like you're you're behind the desk I'm out on the streets is always good for I, cop shit
1: 100 yeah, percent always I, I mean I definitely feel like I understand why it's happening you want some cop drama but I still to this day do not understand anybody who's just like you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna go fuck with Joe Dread that's true
0: but I but to that point actually this also feels very similar to that um twilight's last Gleamings. well th- actually the story be- before that one where judge grice tried to like conspire to kill dread before the yeah. referendum you know which had a very similar like dread beats somebody up in this office he seems to mostly have for people to confront him and get beaten up and then <laughs> everybody else kind of doesn't see it happening because they're on dread's sides not his uh opponent his mustachioed yeah. opponent for that matter uh <laughs> Got to shave that stash, man, not regulation. That's what he keeps. Uh, it is regulation. He just frowns upon it oh, for that's not right. being ship shape. It's fine. <laughs> he, just he just disagrees with it. So that's why he'll force you to be the one that drinks the fr- the uh, hallucinogenic frog poison <laughs> box.
1: I haven't forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that witch killed a lot of people. Oh man.
0: Okay, so our final dread story. It's the first time in the prog for artist John Howard, H A W A R D, uh, who'll go into a (laughs) bunch of uh, tales of telegul, teleguth, in the Uh, new millennium, which is just sort of this like fantasy future shock thing. I want to say I don't really, I've never read it. I don't really know what it is. But um, in this story, we're at the MC one. Um, Alien Zoo, which we've seen before in an annual story uh, by by Brian Ball, and Dredd hmm. had to fight some fight some perps in in here, but this time the whole place is being uh, held up by camo and codpiece wearing members of Crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. C r a a z i. Yeah. Okay. Which stands for uh, citizens really annoyed about zoo incarceration. I mean, I don't disagree with them. Zoos are just animal prisons. I like zoos. I don't know. Like I, I, I find a zoo to be a fun, a fun day out. Fox, you know. And if and it, you just need a better zoo. One where they take where they where animals have a little bit more space to do stuff and things like that. You know, like there are endangered species I think that are only around because of zoos. So I think you know. Mm. if they're doing if they're trying to take care of them it's not a joe exotic situation then i think it's better than nothing
1: i don't Don't, know i mean i'm just don't don't force pandas to to screw you know i think they're on the way
0: get in there
1: (laughs) get in there force these pandas
0: I mean, you got to do something like, you know, whatever. Panda's got to live. <laughs> no, they they should live. They don't got to because they clearly don't want to because they keep like not screwing and sitting on their babies or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Crazies. They uh, They want to free these animals. The animals seem indifferent about being freed. But a zookeeper's pissed. I like how they they, they mention that they say free the chuckwalla, of course, long running, um uh strontium dog and judge dread based uh, uh monstrous animal uh alien animal kind of thing um they the crazy specifically go to try to save a barfer these oh, or God. to save for the zoos and Terran grizzly brew, which is kind of a bear kangaroo combo situation.
1: This feels like this animal was genetically
0: created. I mean, it definitely is from just the let's smash them together school, but also several like asshole animals tossed together. You got to be careful, you know. <laughs> Have you ever seen like these videos of like kangaroos being assholes in like I, Australia? I, yes. And that's, don't fuck with the kangaroo. That's all. There's a pretty, there's a pretty funny one of a dude who like parachutes out of a play, you know, is going skydiving, and he lands, and when he lands, a kangaroo just runs up to him. He's like, "Hey there, Roo!" And the kangaroo just punches him right in the face, <laughs> and then runs off. Like, oink, what's going on? <laughs> They're dicks." So these crazies climb down to save it, but Barford just starts chomping away on him. Anyway, the call comes in to Dredd, and he heads over as the crazies are getting slaughtered by Barfer. Eventually, um, he Dread shows up, but instead of going full Harambe, he drops some stum gas onto the enclosure and <laughs> knocks the brew out. The surviving crazies are taken to ambulances, even as Barfer coughs up giant human-sized hairballs. Cool. And Dredd lets the alien live. Good times. Great. I mean, it does. One zookeeper makes the classic point that now he's got a taste for human flesh, and Dread's like, "Hey, like he's in the zoo. Like, don't feed him humans; it'll be fine. He's in a cage. Like, what do you want from me?" Um, Dread gives the surviving crazy member twenty years for various crimes, including being an, an accessory to suicide. And Barfer <laughs> just laughs away to himself. Hur, hur,
1: hur, hur, hur. Great job, Barfer.
0: Nah, uh, just some one-off dreads here. I'm ready for, you know, We, I feel like initially I, was, I said that these episodic dreads were a fun change of pace, but I'm ready for some longer dreads, I think.
1: Oh yeah, no, the, the yucks have been going
0: on a bit too long. Like, you know, it's good to have a mix, but this has been too many one-offs. Mm-hmm. Speaking of one-offs, Fox. Oh God. Let's go to Thrill 2, Nemesis the Warlock oh
1: man Man, Uh, script
0: robot Pat Mills art robot art robot Paul Staples learning robot Steve Potter big black nemesis Parthetogenesis (laughs) it's the (laughs) first time we've seen solo nemesis since 1989 and it's also the first time in the prog for Paul Staples he'll go on to do some more Pat Mills related work in the coming years
1: and I've been unable to confirm or deny if he's related to Greg Staples (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, he makes a really good, like, gross flesh beast. Totally. Yeah,
0: definitely. He does what you want in this kind of nemesis story of just having guys that look gross. Mm-hmm. So this story is called Shape of Things to Come, a reference to H.E. Wells' uh, future history novel, and we see in the aftermath of a... Uh, are of the most recent Nemesis story, that Torquemada is back in in termite, yeah, following the events of Deathbringer, but his empire is crumbling, and he's just trying having a parade as a show of strength. But as he does, he's attacked by a terrifying sewer alien. Oh no! Gross. Yeah, Torquemada rides into fight using a weapon that's like it's like a ball and chain, but instead of a ball, it's like it's um, a buzzsaw. A pizza cutter, I kind of saw it as also. Yeah, you know. Like one of those circular ones? Or, yeah, like you said, like a circular saw or a, uh, fl- or a uh, fly. Was that one an octopussy? You know what I'm talking about? Like oh. the thing where they, like the death yo-yo in in, in, in octopussy or whatever? Man, I've, uh, whatever. Never, I've never watched that one. That's fine. Uh, whatever um yeah so uh he hacks up that alien demands all the deviants rounded up to answer for this but all the deviants would been rounded up for years so instead they just said like grab some innocent guys i don't know yeah let's figure it out (laughs) um Yeah. but And so uh, Torquemada then just starts torturing some poor sod with a Ronco Perjomatic that looks a lot like, like there was this one time in Futurama where a similar sort of thing that looked very similar, simple, and then popped out to be full of weapons or something like that, as I recall. Mm. But yeah, a lot of sproinging devices. got a tiny (laughs) gun on it, you know, it's like, it's really going overboard. (laughs) Yeah, gotta have all these things. Um. As but that, and then later in his throne room, um, monk brother Bertolt taps his way in. He's gone blind because of the horrors of Torquemada's alien zoo, Um, and says the monster might have been formed from the unspeakable psychic energy of termite itself. Yeah. All right. Torquemada is confused by this, but Nemesis the Warlock appears to explain. Oh, don't worry, guys. I know what's going on. (laughs) <laughs> this leads to some sweet uh explanation sword fights as Nemesis says he sealed off termite to the outside world, forcing its evil to re- reflect back in. It's a sort of evil climate change, basically, evil gra- greenhouse effect. Mm-hmm. Um but um yeah, and Torquemada, of course, doesn't believe in evil climate change, so they fight. <laughs> Torquemada uh, punches Nemesis right in his baleen, which isn't cool. But then we learn that the baleen's actually full of spikes, and it like, this yes. is um, It rips off Torquemada's hand. Oh, no. It's gross. Seriously. Um, anyway, n- Tor- uh, a nemesis starts to Cheshire Cat his, his, himself away and tells Torquemada that soon he'll fight an opponent a thousand times more dangerous than any alien. You're a real
1: nemesis. Yourself. Man, <clears throat> I told you this uh, in passing today, but this is mm-hmm. to me just the version of two kids playing pretend and one says, Nuh-uh, I cast a magic force field around you. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, especially with the
0: baleen stuff. Yeah, where he's like, you know, oh, I punch you, I punch you there. Oh no, that's actually my strongest spot. You know, yeah,
1: it's just I don't know where Nemesis is going, man.
0: (laughs) Well, we won't find out for a little while because Nemesis won't return until summer of nineteen
1: ninety four. Oh, okay, a year later and some change.
0: Yeah, a year, a year and a couple months later. This is just a check in. You know, we're sort of with Pat Mills. We're on some more uh, 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 Slaney things before we get more Nemesis for sure. I'm into Slaney things. Yeah, it's all right. And while we're just talking about about one-offs here, Fox, let's go to Thrill Three Strontium Dogs. Oh. Skipped about Garth Ennis, art robot Nigel Dobbin, leg robot Ellie DeVille. Okay, Fox.
1: So the one thing, the one thing that you mentioned last time where I'm like, yeah, you I know was what, bummed. That, that makes so much sense. Why wouldn't he use his tum-tum to eat this, like, robot with a bomb inside of it?
0: No, 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 no. Why have something, like, kind of funny and characterful where he could just shoot things, Fox? Come on.
1: God, it's just, I was so looking forward to it. I mean, I guess, like, yeah, but you got me, comic book. You know? yeah, yeah. Well I'm the played. asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> the Gronk's about to be lynched for the crimes of the
0: Gronkinator, while the Gronkinator itself appears and starts cutting everybody apart with its chest lasers. Meanwhile, is escaping the lair of those mad scientist guys and sees the firefight on the horizon. He runs to town as the Gronk runs to get his gun. Uh, Gronk ap- prepares to shoot his... M- Doppelganger, but Farrell warns him of the napalm bomb inside the killer machine. Gronk does have a plan, though. As they pile into a jeep, shoot the Gronkinator with his guns, a uh, wire grappling hook, which yeah. we've seen a couple times in the course of Johnny Alpha's adventures, and then drive out of town. Then he shoots the Gronkinator with a number four cartridge, and it blows <laughs> up big.
1: You could have eaten it. That would have yeah, been fun.
0: It would have been would have been really fun. And like used his powers, you could have had some quips about it and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you know, it could have been a showdown of like like your bullets can't hurt me. Like there's nothing you could do. And Gronk's like, Oh, I can fucking eat you <laughs> hit you with my metal dissolving tongue how about that I'm like oh no, no.
1: and then you like you eat him up and he's still got the bomb in him but you know it's it, it like doesn't explode because it gets corroded or whatever yeah and then he, and then he kind just of rubs a... his he rubs his mouth stomach and he's just like oh I'm gonna have a little bit of a tummy ache or something or know?
0: yeah like just his head sticking out of Gronk's mouth stomach
1: sh- singing Daisy or whatever it's yeah. Like these are good oh, there you these go. are good beats they could have done but whatever <laughs> no nowadays it's time to get real serious because we've got to go after a priest.
0: Yeah. Farrell tries to give Gronk all the credit for saving the day, but Gronk won't hear it. They're both badasses and they should team up to avenge Johnny Alpha. Farrell agrees and they ride off into the sunset to do just that. And we'll come back to Gronk to the Gronk and Farrell show in August of this year. Okay. Well, a couple okay. more months of that. All okay. right. Fucking great. Exciting cliffhanger. Speaking of cliffhangers, Fox. Oh, my God. No. 304,
1: Kelly. I mean, God. Like, there's such a sudden character change in this whole fucking thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Script about Alan McKenzie, art robot, Brett Ewins, and Gina Hart, learning robot Annie Parkhouse. Kelly. He's got a gem in his chest. <laughs> makes him immortal. That's the thing.
1: Don't he's ask body- about it.
0: Yeah, he's bodyguarding a rich lady named Mariana Trench. Don't worry about that much too much either. His clothes keep getting blasted away from him. He can't help it. He and Mariana are running as he explains his powers. He says he can feel pain but doesn't really get hurt. So, like, he'd still be intact if he got hit by an atom bomb but would just hurt a whole bunch. I don't know if that makes a ton of sense, but whatever. Um, They pile into a hover cab and the driver recognizes Kelly because he used to be famous, I guess. Okay, sure. See, the driver mispronounces invulnerable
1: several times as various M words. Yeah, I just don't think he really gives a shit until he realizes that they're getting shot at. Yeah, the driver realizes they're being followed by
0: goons, and then the goons open fire. The cabbie flies evasively and drops the pair outside a diner. I ain't indefensible. They go into the diner to get some coffee, and then a goon fires a missile into it, and the whole place explodes. Don't worry, everyone's fine. These cliffhangers are getting more and more hap- um, haphazard, Fox. Um, yeah, I mean, like,
1: how she didn't explode. Like, yeah,
0: not explained. Luckily, though, they're okay, but now Mariana's clothes are ruined, too. Not really. Mm, they're a little ruined. Luckily, Kelly has a plan. He checks the yellow pages because it's the future of 1993 <laughs> and then runs over to a nearby Guns R Us store. He stands in front of the storefront as those goons come flying over, taking some shots at him. And He's I guess, but the bullets ricochet off of him. I thought, they either, I thought he yeah. st- still
1: gets hurt from
0: bullets. Well, he, he stays intact, though. So I guess the bullets do, they don't actually go into him. They just sort of bounce off of him, but hurt a lot, I guess. <laughs> this is what I was talking about oh, with his God. powers being a little weird. Yeah. But they also ricochet off of him in such a way that they didn't go flying into the gun shop and make it
1: explode, is my understanding. And then they're blinded by the explosion, so they crash into the store.
0: Oh, no. I thought they got just got... That was like the force of the explosion that hit the car, and then they
1: crashed into it or something. Oh, okay. I mean... I don't know. All of them are bad.
0: Yeah, whatever. They get taken out... <laughs> and so then Kelly and Mariana head into the wreckage and they grab a bunch of guns and Rambo cosplay from the wreckage. And, yeah. and it's and time to take does... the fight
1: to Mariana's husband. She gets like real heel turned here. It's like, how are you doing back there? She's like, terrific. He says, ready. And she's like, are you? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, she's
0: really, yeah. She's really flipped the switch here. She's re- gone to a full murder lady. Femme fatale indeed, buddy. Yeah give this woman a gun seriously so Kelly Mariana drag bodies into the trunk of the baddie's car as she has second thoughts about going after her husband but Kelly talks her into it After all, listen, it's mostly just Kelly going after him because he's invulnerable and she can just wait in the car or something.
1: (laughs) That's what, that's like I thought the whole thing. Like, that's why you go to an invulnerable man.
0: Yeah. Mariana calls her husband and he doesn't seem to know what she's talking about with all these murder plots. Okay, buddy. And says he'll call the cops if she keeps threatening him, which seems weird overall. After that, the call ends. They get another one from the space cops. Their vehicle has been reported stolen. (laughs) And the cops want to question them. Mariana doesn't want to, so they go flying off. But as they do, the police are there and open fire, and the car is hit. Fox, I want to say, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a lot of reused panels in this oh, section.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Like especially if, like, when if if you look at it, like 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 the digital version on a comics viewer. Like, there are some panels that are you can really just flip between them, and they are identical images almost, maybe with one or two minor changes, (laughs) and sometimes not even that, you know? Like, all of these dashboard consoles and then static shots of Kelly and Mariana talking are the same images used over and over again. You know, I just... It's a great great. comic. It's Mm. so good. Luckily, it seems that Mariana's actually a skilled driver, and she starts hitting the throttle pulling barrel rolls on their hover car, et cetera. It seems like they've lost the cops, but the cops are definitely still on their tail. Still more reused panels here as Mariana dodges <laughs> into hover traffic and like then a, shoots. Oh, right.
1: one, one is a white background of her eyes and then another is a black background of her eyes.
0: Yeah, listen, come on. Um, Mariana then shoots through a narrow slot between buildings and at last they've lost the cops. The same panel they is have, used on
1: top of each other here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. No. It's, it's just
0: one of them has a talk bubble. There's some brazenness here. And then as soon as they think they've lost the cops, a hover hearse of goons shows up shows up, shoots more explosives at them. Oh geez, yet another cliffhanger.
1: <laughs> Next time on Kelly, grounds for divorce. Okay. Well, maybe they'll actually get to the husband and we'll get another cliffhanger. And then yeah yeah uh, this goes on for a while happen. actually oh, like my, how my god how we're
0: restarting like 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 we're starting fresh next episode except for Kelly which is actually going to go until like both next episode and the episode after that what actually
1: what's what's okay <laughs> it's not fair of me maybe it just it gets good you i got
0: these cliffhangers man we <sighs> got to
1: keep moving through them you know it's this classic comic story this this, class, this classic comic story, Kelly's Eye, Armed Response, Part 7. I mean, literally, it is based on classic Brit comics. Yes, this is another classic Conrad
0: Fox turnaround where episode one, it's like, oh, hey, this is okay. Episode two, it's like, no, get out of here. <laughs> it's really dead meat all over again, I think. Oh, <laughs> <my goodness. laughs>
1: Anyway Listen, we have a palette And, you know, just because Just because it's shit wrapped in I don't know, gold leaf Still poop (laughs) Well, listen, listen up Salt Bay Before
0: we get to the back half of our comics Let's cleanse that palette Okay With
1: non-thrills, covers, and nerve setters Oh man Well, at least there's this before the darkness (laughs)
0: <laughs> 824 Pure Magick Paul Staples has <laughs> Nemesis and Torquemada Showing down with that pizza yo-yo And ghostly magic <laughs> In the nerve center Tharg welcomes the start of spring And says changes are coming to 2000 AD As always He also plugs a new set of 2000 AD graphic novels To be released The input page is a picture of Judge Noddy Who's a British children's book character there's a pretty sweet DIY Judge Death costume, and they discuss letters discuss uh, political correctness in 2000 AD. Suggest that Bill Clinton is a pretty solid chin to play Dread and ask what other bionics Dread has. Also, um, they s- also suggest that uh, I read 2000 AD, therefore I am, as a solid philosophy. Okay. The prog ends with an ad for a Fleetway. Comic uh uh weekly or sorry, a a monthly Fleetway comic based on the Batman animated series it's a, a very cartoon good show. Series. Absolutely, when I have a lot of time for. I think that's very influential in the uh TV cartoon space in the West. Yeah, massively. Certainly. You know, that like there's continuing continuity of that of, of that of the, of that um cartoon sort of through to today, pretty much, you know. Oh, that's a lot amazing. Of this, a lot of the same voice actors, like well, they aren't like directly in continuity. There's just a lot of like, you know, it's the, the it's aesthetic of that cartoon still echoes I mean, into modern that, DC Batman animation. Batman
1: is literally an extension of Batman the Animated Series. Absolutely. Yeah. I and, love and like Batman um, Beyond.
0: Yeah. And like Superman, the Superman cartoon is too, as mm-hmm. is all the Justice League shows, Young Justices, kind of, and Teen Titans as well, all that kind of stuff. Like not directly chronologically in there, but you know, loosely based, like like one flows to another, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then like, you know, it's also the in like where a lot of like big characters like Harley Quinn, for instance, came from. Mm-hmm. For you know. Whatever. 825, are uh, you sitting uncomfortably? Because Bradley's Ugh. back. Ugh. Boo! Boo! No. More like Boo Radley.
1: I'm not talking Uh-oh. about Atticus Finch. You know oh, I
0: mean? man. I'll, I'd kill that, Mockingbird. <laughs> uh, this covers by Greg Staples, not Bradley artist Simon Harrison. In the Nerve Center... Tharg's starting to plug Prog 828, another one he's jumping on progs, which will include the return of Bad Company. He also announces the winners of that Super Scope contest from a few months ago. The input page is a pretty dark drawing of Judge Joe Pineapples and a head-banging death metal dread. Uh, Letters include complaints about the current Sam Slade written by Stogie and Hoagie. Compliment the cover Prog 820, which was that Greg Staples dread one with the big shoulder pads. Ask her to get a letter printed, notice that subscriptions are now available when they once weren't, and complain that all Games Workshop 2008 products are now out of print. That's how, you know, that's the life cycle of this stuff, but you gotta get on eBay. Jesus. Huh. The plug ends with a pinup of, for the new Armored Gideon story that will start next episode.
1: Because, because they, they, de- they yeah. demanded it. Like, who's, <laughs> they?
0: Like. I think it's the, the demons that are on that page, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. Who knows? A twenty-six above the law. Ron Smith draws Dread um, in profile, and I think this is really an, an amazing cover. I like this one a lot. Absolutely, it's the it's a uh, Ron Smith's first Dread cover since nineteen eighty-five. Actually, holy fuck, yeah, it's been a while. It, that 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 was one of the ones for. Uh, oh God, what was that guy's name? Ah, oh, Jesus! For that spider guy, write his oh. name in blood. Oh, yeah. That guy, oh, I forgot his name. That's terrible. Spider God. Mm, yeah, I love that Spider God. Oh God, I'm feeling bad now.
1: Right. Arachnaman?
0: No, it wasn't. I don't know. People <laughs> yelling at me. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people are going to yell at me. Listen, um, we have Nosferatu. too much knowledge. That's what his name was. Okay. Nosferatu. Write his name in blood. All right, redeemed. I guess. In the nerve center. Th- the nerve center Thurg plugs Firekind, saying it's a bit of a collaboration between Alan McKenzie and John Smith, with Smith demanding to write the thrill that they both sort of thought up. Mm, I bet. Tharg also plugs a figure drawing book by um artist Rod Tyner and a comic <laughs> signing coming up in Swansea. The input page is a picture of a giraffe-like Judge Neck, as letters complain about too much humor in Judge Dredd, incorrect credit cards in recent progs. There's also compliments for Finn, a letter written by Oscar Wilde, and with some title suggestions. There's also rumors that Sam Slade will be killed off soon. We can only hope. (laughs) The prog ends with a pinup for Kano, the new Bad Company story starting next episode. Company man, a
1: family man. Either way, he's blue. I mean, I would appreciate if Bad Company took a a heel turn into family man and it was just him trying to make a home life. He's got like (laughs) a wife and some kids. He's, you know, he can't keep down a job. So he's at, at sitting on, on his couch dead. complaining about things, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, they got the cruel all over the place, dear Edith. No. <laughs> Prague 27, heavy metal kid, Sam Slade shows down with Keith in an Anthony Williams cover. Yeah. And the nerve center Tharg talks up Armored Gideon, which I've just realized is a spoonerism or something for Armageddon. Like if you say Armageddon. In a real English way, it becomes all Gideon, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, plugs a pair of sweet postcards that'll be included as a free gift in the next issue and promises more free gifts to come the next couple. Okay. Mid-prog, there's an ad for Total Carnage Comics, which collects various Dark Horse comics into a monthly one here in the UK, though it only lasts about 10 issues. Oh. There's also ads for Iron Maiden's The Almighty Tour and for that Wonderland comic shop in Swansea. In the the input page is a very scully-looking Judge Grimm of the SJS. SJS Judge is, of course, covered in skulls. A letter in character from Zaphod Beeblebrox, The Checker's Guide to the Galaxy, worries that the complete Judge Dredd comic will one day overtake present 2000 AD as our own podcast hopes to do one day. There's some general praise for recent thrills and some deep thoughts about how the nature of 2000 AD's limited page space makes telling stories there different from how you do it in UK comics, which I think we've talked about extensively. And the prog ends with a hard sell for prog um, 828 with a firekin pinup and images of the postcards you'll get as well as upcoming
1: stories. See you there. Man, next episode. Are we just going to skip past the Wonderland comic shop ad with like the the nude, very muscular dude riding a, a rocket between his legs? With a well, yeah.
0: His- I, honestly, it's just that we like, I'll tell you that over on the magazine, we've seen that, ep- that image a lot because- uh. That's uh, Devlin Waugh over on the uh, and and that was that, that image I believe was actually um, from a 1993 uh, uh, calendar that was in the magazine over there. Jesus! And here's the thing about Devlin Waugh, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, he do, he goes for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> I mean, because he's you know, going for it. Yeah. This dude's a big, big muscular guy, not afraid of some phallic imagery. In the present day, as we record this, in uh, in late 2021, he's had several adventures in the magazine where his sidekick has been a demon incarnated into a big dildo. Like, there's just a lot oh, going on. Damn. All right. Yeah, what a life, you know? <laughs> Live it <laughs> live it up but it's because that co- the, the signing of that comic shop is gonna be um John Smith and Sean Phillips who are the, uh, the the creative team behind that story in the magazine they're gonna be doing a signing there basically cause of yeah cause that first, cause Swimming in Blood the first Devlin Wash story has now been collected a graphic novel whole thing anyway but hey speaking of um getting into it Fox oh no no alright 305 five, Flesh be deep in you.
1: Uh, okay, I'm not, we're starting. We're starting good. Have yeah, saved... this is the
0: best. Listen, flesh is the best possible option of the remaining four <sighs> things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, folks. I was Come just, on. I you know. Goddamn. <laughs> about Pat Mills and Tony Skinner. Art robot, Kit Critchlow, Legrobot robot Steve Potter.
1: Man, I love what? a giant bulldozer with a big gaping maw of teeth and two claw hands for grabbing like stuff to just Definitely jump inside like of its gnashers. Goddamn
0: T-Rex uh, bulldozer. So the humans at the time to time base are left to the laser, are left with lasers and grab beams to fight the attacking dinosaur army, but they simply aren't nearly enough. Soon all the humans are dead except for security chief Martinez and before she can be eaten Shimana saves her because Martinez had saved Shimana previously and now you know that we're returning the favor that kind of thing we're friends now we're gonna get yeah. soft tacos later always <laughs> Blizzard tacos my mm. Mar- uh... Martinez is thankful, but tells Shimana that they should go after the escaping plutocrats in the floating factory. Now, I guess, the flowing factory on the nearby river as a boat. Um, we see a tuxedoed Dr. Tubal drinking champagne as he's informed of a bunch of water dinos attacking the fortress and getting shot in the faces quite a bit. Again, pretty graphic here. Yeah. Um... And he's like, fine, we'll just keep shooting them. But he's less ready for the fact that a bunch of pterodactyls are flying in, carrying raptor paratroopers, (laughs) as well as Shimano and Martinez aboard the factory. Things turn real fast. (laughs) Listen, I want to be clear here, Fox this is awesome i am this, all for it it is awesome I, but mean. I will i will recall in previous um stories in this set of flesh that the dinosaurs don't like big plans and elaborate things and this seems a little elaborate in terms of what they're doing <laughs> you know they killed those dinosaurs that used guns you know i'm just saying yeah they killed them and didn't eat their brains. So they wouldn't be imp-
1: influenced by a, the
0: curse of intelligence, Fox, that's, you
1: know. That's pretty fair. Now they're getting flown in by pterodactyls. Uh, so, and now we're bringing in, like,
0: airstrike tactics?
1: This seems like <laughs> innovation, you know? <laughs> I mean, listen, The next the next part of the comic opens with a man getting stabbed in the heart with a knife. I'm yeah. just, I'm loving it. I'm just, you
0: know, I, I feel required, as a nerd, I feel required to point out inconsistencies, Fox. It's Listen, the curse of the um, internet. Actually? Um, actually, I'm just trying to bring up some points. Martinez lands in the factory and pulls a knife because she's, whatever else she's got, she's got the killer instinct. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Martinez has found the time-to-time president. She shanks him good. As the president's wife gets her head bit off by a raptor, not before her, like little dog, a T-Rex is also eaten by the other dinos because that guy is a race trader. I don't know something like that. Yeah, (laughs) sold out. Um meanwhile shimana finds dr tubal and when he tries to order her around she bites his face off basically like literally (laughs) like that's
1: what it seems like she does oh no that's it i'm surprised they hid that one
0: (laughs) yeah seriously the factory is pacified and martinez sets it to go over the side of a waterfall and the whole place is destroyed Um, the humans are beaten and martinez is welcomed into the dinosaur tribe it's a happy dino life you, Shamana, me, Jane Yeah, okay And that's the end of Legend of Shimana Fox Flesh will return in 1996
1: oh, That's so long from now
0: It is And I don't know if Shimana will return The part, the flesh that I've read She did, she has not But there could be future flesh adventures where she does no, it's, it's up for grabs <clears throat>
1: That's fine I mean, you know I don't think they're gonna turn into like the Dinosaur team. That's not really where I saw this going Dinoa
0: team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad no, sorry, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> hey, speaking of things that were're less excited that they're returning Fox I mean speaking
1: of things that are mm, yeah, no bad.
0: Brail <laughs> Six
1: Bradley. God damn it. script
0: robot Alan McKenzie art robot Simon Harrison learning robot any parkhouse Bradley's back with more fairy tales this one's based on the frog prince it's basically the standard story but a real showcase for Harrison's creepy scary stories to tell in the dark style art style If there's one problem, it's just that because of how he draws when the frog turns into a handsome prince, you got to kind of take his word for it that he's handsome because he looks kind of gross, actually. Anyway, the frog becomes a prince, but he still catches bugs with his giant frog tongue. So, you know, as you do. There you go. Gross. Milton, Annabella, and Bradley's—or sorry, uh, Bradley, Annabella, and I believe Brad's friend Milton—are in some kind of pop art room. And this story is called Milton's Progress, which I guess might be a reference to Pilgrim's Progress, which I'm not—I'm less sure about that about this story. Honestly, this is
1: this is incredibly self-congratulatory. So. Like, yes,
0: Um. Milton has apprenticed to be a bouncer or something, but finishes that apprenticeship and heads home with seven years wages. On the way, he gets picked up by a cabbie who trades his cash for the cab, which then breaks down, then trades the cab for a comic book to some crooks who steal that car. But the comic book turns out to be 2080 Prague 1, complete with Space Spinner. Milton heads home, sells the comic at auction and lives wealthily ever after. Okay, guys, great work. Just keep patting yourself on the back. I mean, even, listen, it's not that Prague One isn't expensive. It's just that, like, from what I've seen, a Prague One with a space spinner is still, like, a three-digit payday, basically. Oh, yeah, no.
1: That, like I said, they're just doing, like, a word So Great victory lap. And yeah. I'm like, okay. Like, you aren't buying a house with it. Anyway, our final
0: story <laughs> is Hansel and Gretel, and the twist is that... Actually Hansel and Gretel are a pair of ravenously, endlessly hungry goblin children who ate their parents out of house and home figuratively and then did so literally with a nice forest witch and then planned to eat the witch that's herself as well. Great. The less it is feed your face while you can, you never know where your next meal is coming from. Okay. I mean, you know, like you could buy like a week's worth of groceries and you'd know, you know. Yeah, like that's exactly. what I do. To the big shop, you know. Anyway, that's it for Bradley's Fairy Tales, Fox. Bradley will return with some longer-form content, but not until 1994, so we're safe for now. Bastard. I'm not doing it, Fox, all right? <laughs> I'm just saying what's happening. I'm not in charge of it, all right? I was, uh, I, was 13, I was 12 when this stuff came out, all
1: right? I'm looking at you, 12-year-old Conrad.
0: And American. I didn't even know this existed.
1: <laughs> I was reading X-Men, buddy. I was I living it feel, up. I feel just such contempt for Bradley. I'm sorry to all you Bradley heads out there. It's just comics, but mm. well, art's great, though. I guess
0: it's fun. like I like Simon Harrison stuff, man. It's good, but whoa, this is not great. <laughs>
1: Mm-mm. Anyway, Thrill Seven, Robo Hunter. Oh, God, it just—it's just endless panels with endless text, and all of it's just louded in your face, and like, what the fuck.
0: Yeah, script robot Mark Miller, art robot Ron Smith, letting robot Alita fail. Ron Smith continues to be back, then, now with a black and white Robo Hunter story. <laughs> Some kid says he always wanted to be a robot and at a junkyard an old man and his dog are attacked by a bunch of jerks and goggles who steal his kidney <laughs> and things seem bad but then get worse when a dark figure with giant metal talon hands arrives and starts killing everybody. The next morning, the cops and press have arrived and it seems that this is part of a rash of uh, killings by an inhuman beast. The kid keeps talking about wanting to be a robot as a robot day- daycare worker yeah. gets smashed in the face by a car. That Sam's driving and both of them go flying into the middle of the New York Lisp Club annual dinner. And there aren't even any Lisp-based jokes on this. So what the hell is going on? Uh, Sam Slade continues to narrate that being a robot hunter is a tough job but somebody's got to do it he blows away the granny as a kid continues to talk about if he was a robot no one would hurt him and he gets some respect meanwhile Sam Slade is trying to celebrate this kill but instead gets a hard time for all the collateral damage
1: this fight seems to cause which yeah. is fair I mean yeah dozens of innocent citizens killed <laughs> like yeah, yeah arrest him get him out of here Yeah.
0: Meanwhile, a woman comes through the crowd. You gotta help me, Mr. Slade. My kid thinks he's a robot and he's gone crazy. She says he is a robot. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the poor side of town, some lady's pulling a dead cat out of the trash can, preparing to eat it, I guess, when suddenly she sees a giant scarecrow-looking dude with a fedora and big robot claws that's just killed a human. Uh, A lady? (laughs) Oh, no, it's the internet. <laughs> At a fancy art gallery, a jerk artist has just jammed a bunch of stuff into human bodies. And then the robo-scarecrow comes crashing in to kill everybody. Um, and his mom, Janine Kipper, explains the story to Sam. It seems that uh, since oh, he just God, kills in the so slums... Much. It, the it cops goes aren't on,
1: investigating it goes on for, for like four pages all yes. of this explanation <laughs> she's got a w- kind
0: of weird face that Sam won't stop making fun of for her for well that's because I- he's an ass Yeah, and apparently it seems that all this was caused by your husband, who was a scientist that didn't want to experiment on animals, but was happy to do so on his wife and kids. They lived in the Paul Songus block, and Paul Songus, with a T at the front of there, was a U.S. senator in 1992, a presidential candidate. Actually, he's one of the guys that lost to Bill Clinton in the Democratic primary, but had kind of a funny name. Um, Anyway, that place is full of gangs. And the dad started doing experiments on their son, Keith. And also I will mentioned that apparently Keith is a really funny name to the 2080 writers because this is like – there was that um, Bix Barton story where the guy was also uh, yeah. named Keith, right? So I feel like that's just sort of a apparently a funny name just to call a random um, character. Um, it doesn't work. I don't see it, but whatever. Um But so, uh, Keith goes through all these experiments, he gets dunked in water, electroconvulsive therapy, but it's eventually the focus of a body language experiment where the dad shaped Keith so that every movement and word that he spoke would fill people with hatred and aggression. It worked, and then Keith lived a very hard and terrible life, eventually getting jobs as a mind canary and crash test dummy, when finally he jumped on the latest trend, getting a robotomy, basically turning into a robot, and now he's gone on a killing spree. I, like, he killed his own dad, and now he's on a spree after his mom as well. Sam's skeptical until their subway car explodes, and Keith is there about to rip Sam in half. I, so all of this
1: just to kill a, like their son. <laughs> Something. Oh my God, mm. uh, What a what a great story, Robo Hunter. Yeah,
0: well, like, especially like you can get into, like... Like there's some trans stuff in here that I don't even want to touch just yeah. because it's so like messed up and whatever else. If you wanna if you wanna look into that, then there's a lot of hate going on in here generally in this mm-hmm. story. That's not very cool. Um a big fights run on the subway. Sam's got I should mention he's got some kind of Ghostbusters style backpack gun here. Um, and it seems the driver of the train was disabled, which means the train has now arrived in Krilly Gate, the scariest subway stop in the city. It's where all the robots go and no one wants them anymore and they kill humans for sport. Something which we learned that robots usually can't do in our last Robo Hunter story. But fuck you, buddy. Don't worry <laughs> about it luckily sam's made a pretty hard stuff so even as the rest of the humans around him are killed he's just kind of blasting his way through and dragging mrs kipper along with him but she he can only run so long until keith catches up with them and sam runs out a bullet bullets keith beats sam up and toss him out a window um alone with his mother the two embrace but then keith shoots her in the face literally with a gun that comes out the top of his yeah. head okay which is real rough. He goes to finish off Slade, but is instead confronted by a gaggle of robots. They they don't buy Keith's transition to being a robot because he's still got a human brain. Mm. So they gun him down and rip him to shreds as Sam escapes to the sewer. He soon arrives home where Hoagie and Stogie greet him and he enjoys some coffee after a hard day at work. The end. God damn. Anyway, Fox, here's where I tell you that except for a brief return next year, this is the end of Mark oh, Miller's run on RoboHunter. God, uh, but not the end of RoboHunter. I mean, I can't promise that the upcoming Peter Hogan, Ryan Hughes run starting this fall will be better, but I can promise it'll be different. Okay. Ugh. Just because I don't remember if it's if it's if it, if that's actually good, but it feels like, <laughs> but it's not this. It feels like a cold, gla- like like a cool glass of water in the middle of the desert from just how dire all this ro- all this Mark Miller Robo Hunter stuff is. Yeah, but Mark Miller's on to other stuff. You know, I'm yeah. sure. You know, he'll be mid dread and Big Dave soon enough. So it's going to be an oh. exciting time.
1: Oh, but you said Big Dave bad.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Oh no! I'm, not, I'm, I'm just saying he's on to di- I, again. I'm not. I'm not applying any positive or negative values to difference. I'm just saying that there are other things, you know. Okay. And speaking of other things, Fox.
1: God damn it! Thrill eight future shocks. Oh fucking
0: ah. Future shocks. We got two future shocks here, Fox. Yeah, great. Six pages each. Yeah. It's the cardinal For, sin. Just, just the the length. Uh, first up, the Wall of God. scripture by John Tomlinson. Art robot Mike Hadley. Letting about any Parkhouse. Ooh. uh Gemma Gibson is typing away in an office when suddenly time stops and a space priest with a purple, heavy like a uh, or a purple um like you know goon appears in her office. He stopped time because he needs something from Gemma. Her brain. Okay. Um. She's hesitant, naff off, no one's having my brain, but the priest (laughs) explains, Long ago, when a distant on on I guess on Earth or whatever, long ago there was a a big dude named Seneschal who wandered the galaxy, mapping the mind of the Creator. He stopped briefly on Earth to record his findings, marking them on a giant wall of God. Mm. It was huge, but over the millennium it cracked and wore away, but still exists. The atoms of it are anywhere in one of those Carl Sagan "We are all star stuff" kind of things, like you know the atoms of the. Well, you know, they're there, an acre of sand in the Kalahari Desert, a school of fish, a leader of antifreeze, and the mind of Gemma Gibson. They want that brain, they'll give her a nice robot one in return. She agrees, but then I wasn't clear. It seems like this was a trick, and suddenly the space priest and his heavy are destroyed, yeah. And all seems well until the sky turns black and a giant foot descends out of the heavens. It's the Seneschal returned and he wants to see his wall again. Okay. What the heck, you guys? Come on. I don't know. Don't get it. Don't get it. Next up, Fatburger. Script robot Francis Lynn, art robot Ron Smith, letter robot oh, Annie Parkhouse. Yeah, so much Ron Smith this episode. In the distant future, we've gone full wall-y, giant city surrounded by an earth that's gone completely back to nature. In this world, a pair of twin girls that are fat enough to have transitioned into becoming Ooganauts from Star-, from Star Wars. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. the, the Like the little pig guys? Yeah. Um, anyway, they uh, they pack away their giant lunches and pre- prepare to go on holiday but as they stuff their faces, a giant monster attacks the space plane they're in. It crashes, and they're the only survivors. They're low on food, and the bodies of the other passengers are too gross to eat raw. So they head out to find help. But they've never walked or gone hungry, and the woods are full of snakes and spiders and such. Yeah, Okay. All seems lost when Wisteria, some kind of food angel, flies in and feeds the kids, but maybe it was a dream. Anyway, then they get eaten by that big flying lizard thing that was also Wisteria, who then changes shape and becomes one of the twins, and soon people come to rescue the crashed plane, Wisteria, in disguise, heads back
1: to the city, where presumably she's going to eat everybody. Okay, great. I don't know. <laughs> How come she didn't become an airplane or a train when she ate the train? Why, Wait, is, why, why, why are there monsters why she, out there? Why didn't the monster just eat one of the people that fell out of the thing? Like, ripped it why apart. Does,
0: why does the outside of the cities going back to nature... Mean that suddenly there's an alien shape changer or a weird, a uh, murderous shape changer in there. Why can't the shape changer just go into the city normally? Like, why yeah. does it have to hide in there? Cause it's not a different distant planet or anything. Um, whatever. Anyway, enough of that. With that, Ugh. we've completed Prugs 824 to 827, Fox. Bad time was had by all, but that? I still, I gotta know. Uh,
1: just oh, d- yeah? d-
0: discern the wheat, what little wheat there is from the chaff and tell me what your top and bottom thrills are.
1: Oh, man. Well, I guess it's just easier to go with top. My top is Flesh, The Legend of Shimana, easily. Wow. Um, action keeps moving. Uh, dumb joke at the end. It's great. It's everything that uh, I wanted. This is the most basic request I have. This is what it looks like. Please just make baseline this and we're good. Um, Dread was fine. Again, I think I'm getting to, to, I think you and I are both in sort of the same place where it's like, you know, let's, uh, let's get to a bigger story, right? Broader scope. Yeah, I'm ready for something a little bit more meaty on Dread for sure. I did like the SJS, um... One that was probably the top for it. Bottom, I mean, uh, all the rest of it. <laughs> I like it. Right, I, uh, I, I, I want one that that puts that, their I under the of. I know the, king of, the, I know, the king of all of them. I know I have to really give this a think because the crowns is squarely deserved. Is on on Robo Hunter, but I mean, Bradley being back really tees me off, dude. Really, <laughs> really grinds my gourd. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just, of course I'm giving it to Sam Slade. I don't like Robo Hunter. All the rest of them are meh. I really don't like the Future Shocks and you know just the rest of it. But yeah, I guess I guess I'll go Robo Hunter. It was really just offensive and like let's just end like let's tell you this whole horrible story about this child and then just murder it because okay you know. And so yeah. Conrad, I guess uh I would love to know. If you have any dissenting opinions against the one that I just brought up. No, top no, I models. mean Dread Dread's my top, Robo Hunter's my bottom,
0: man. I think I do think it's kind of funny that two of our whipping two of our stories that were long term whipping boys have now ended in a black and white Ron Smith like miniseries, yeah, basically, because our own heroes did that too. Yeah. Um but man, yeah, Robo Hunter real bad. Really didn't like this one. Even of the Robo Hunters that we've talked about, this one was a tough one. Yeah. Um and Again, Dread, like, this was not a, like, Dread's my top, but this was not a top Dread
1: week. Yeah, I would agree know? with that, right? Or, like,
0: or, 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 or month or whatever. Like, this is not, like, one of the ones where it's like, yeah, man, Dread, that's awesome. This was like, there have been many, many episodes of Space Spinner 2000 where
1: this Dread would be in the middle of the pack at best. You yeah, know? exactly. I just, like, the start of this year it's just like all right guys i mean i guess yeah. they're cleaning sleep for spring but even so
0: but yeah it's not like previous times where years have had weak starts that have been just because there hasn't been a lot of content or something right like in this case they've got the content they've just decided they just made decisions to to go with stuff that have not that has not been good you yeah know? god it's tough kelly's eye i'm looking at you what
1: the mm. hell
0: yeah, we're going to see some more of that. Anyway, all right. <laughs> no. I want to say, like, you know, again, we're in a rough spot here, Um, but I, I hope we'll find new stuff or better stuff. You know, my goal is to have positive feelings about these things. I don't of want... Course. Like, I think we're both agree that we don't want this just to be a hate cast, but we gotta have the, we, we I think it's also pre- pretending that this stuff was good is also
1: not like <laughs> realistic. I just, it, <laughs> I got to be able to call it call it when I see it man. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, that's
0: exactly right. I just want to I just want to make sure that you know we're putting that out there. Yeah. Anyway.
1: <laughs> I want <laughs> I, I would this. love to read all of these cuz when they're great it's like I zoom through the comic and I'm rearing to talk about it but this is like oh. Oof. Yeah, oof. hopefully now we can
0: move on to greener pastures. One would hope. Oh. Yeah. Oh I hope everybody enjoyed the show. As always, you can find Space Spinner 2000 on iTunes, Titch, Google Play Store, Spotify, or our podcast site at spacespinner 2000com Feel free to contact us at spacespinner 2000 at gmail.com on the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter page on Twitter at Space Spinner2K. For everything else, Space Spinner2000, we should be there. And why not drop us a rating or review wherever you're listening? It helps us hey. out a lot.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. This show is brought to you by Steve Green, Routed Hot. Robert Hardingham and your friends, of the 2008 Forums. If you'd like to join them and help support the show, we'd appreciate it. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com/slash Cradle, and that's our podcast network. There, you can support this show and get excellent rewards, including advanced episodes, coverage of Modern 2008, the magazine, and monthly Q and As with Fox and myself. Then come back next time. For the spring 1993 relaunch as we start all new stories for Dread, Bad Company, and Armored Gideon gets no fire kind and keep on the Kelly train.
1: Okay, well... I mean, you say Firekind's pretty good, so I'm stoked for that. Why not? Um, you know, listen. I would like everything to be good. I'm excited for a bunch of these. And until then,
0: I'm Conrad E. Fox, and we are Space Spinner 2000.